everybody. Welcome to Living in Control. I'm Amiza Abraham. And I'm Reza Abraham. In this episode, we are going to continue to talk about consistency. Your discipline to stay committed in order to see the change. It is the second of the three cornerstones in the in-control model. So stick around. In the last episode, we learned four tips to enforce consistency in the things we we do in our life. And they are finding your purpose, looking for your ikigai, uh, and it takes uh, at least 60 66 days or 10 weeks to build your habit and make your commitment public. You can listen to it uh, in our last episode after this to know more about these four tips in case you missed it. So Reza, let's continue to talk about consistency, shall we? Yep. So as you know, life can be very busy. Mm. I mean, I find it super hard to be consistent with my routine. You know, with juggling the kids, work, home. For example, I have been planning to work out every day, mm-hmm. mm. uh, but sometimes forget to do it. And there goes my habits trick. I mean, mm. um, I in the last episode, you mentioned that, you know, even if you break one or two days, don't let the habit breaks on the third day, because yeah. after that, it's going to be so hard to start back again, Correct. right? So that... You know, that is what where where I actually struggle. So the question here is what people need to do to reach that clarity that needs to be done in their life and be consistent at it. Yeah. So one one thing very interesting that we found in people that they fail the consistency because mm. their life has not been decluttered. Uh. See, most people are living a cluttered Easy, uh, stressful, and noisy. It's very noisy life, you mm. know. And even when, when intentionally would want to create some consistent progress mm-hmm. to live a better life, right? Eventually, they will get just knocked out by commitments that chase them every day, yeah. and commitments that they have made on their own will always fail, you know. So, so here's the key: you can't build. A new consistent commitment when you are being bugged by urgency, uh, temporary hiccups, and, and the constant struggle. So if your dreams have a secondary, more important things in your life, mm-hmm. you will probably never take them seriously. Mm. Not until you make them your first priority or your top priority. So the only solution is to first declutter your life, which means start lightening your uh, life first. Is it like the KonMari kind of decluttering? Yeah, yeah. Her, her practice also is the same, you yeah. see. Uh, so first thing first, for example, in, in, in KonMari technique, it's like keep the items that spark joy, spark you know. Joy. Yeah. <laughs> so Marie Kondo, in her book, um, the name is uh, The Life-Changing Magic of tidying up mm-hmm. it's it's also another japanese method that really all about decluttering your life by simply asking uh, asking you to keep the items around you that spark joy spark you know? joy yeah <laughs> so we sh- we should not be surrounded by things that draw our uh, mental and physical energy down it's simply mm. draining your energy True. right yeah. so the, the the second way to declutter our life is to move towards minimalism 
Mm. You know, so minimalism does not mean living a poor life. Most people they think that way. Yeah. It's about owning just less items. Mm. So the lesser items you own, the lesser items own you. Oh. You see, look around you and move towards letting go, like selling off stuff or donating stuff that are unnecessary in your life or just additional. You know, so stuff mm. that you don't really need and uh, are just there you're not even utilizing it but it's just like occupying a place there ah, it's my precious. yeah <laughs> yeah i mean that's exactly what people do because we're always thinking that at one point yeah you will want it or yeah. one day you might need it and you, you just simply sometimes you know you made an emotional purchase and it's you're not like even the, utilizing it right yeah it's like me and the food container Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So the, the, see, the, I, I think I think the first place that people can always start is by decluttering your room first, uh, because there's always a lot of items around there that we are not even utilizing it, and it's just there and occupying the place. Yeah, I think me is kitchen. Yeah, I, I mean, kitchen is also another one of those like big places, right? <laughs> so, and another interesting one is about decluttering your financial account. Mm. You know, so you see, you need to make peace with your finances. Especially in the cash chapter later on, uh, we, we we talk about the strategies on how to get your finances in order. But mm. what I believe it's extremely hard to concentrate on other things when your finances is in a bad shape. So true. So th this is actually a major struggle for most people. You know, yeah. when when you must work so hard. To just make the ends meet, mm. you will never be able to pick up any good habits. Mm. So that's why, like decluttering your finances would be another one. You, you know, uh, there is this author by the name of Courtney Carver. She wrote this book called Project Three Hundred Thirty Three. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so you know that that book. She said, work on having fewer ends. That means reducing your commitment first. Like settling your credit cards, mm -hmm. reducing your loans, or having less payments, and then you start to see how you are now on the way to be more committed to your new goals, and mm -hmm. you can be very consistent in the right direction, rather than you just constantly struggling in the wrong direction. Yeah, sometimes people say, um, "I would like to do," or "I would love to do something," but mm -hmm. I am not able to do it for some reasons, whether. Yeah. Uh, be it mental or physical capability um, situation. Um, like, I want to wake up in the morning, but I'm not a morning person, mm. you know? Or I want to go for a marathon, but I am not physically fit. Mm. How about that? Yeah, so you see, the journey of building commitment will mm -hmm. often start by working on our physical, mental and emotional capability first. Mm. You see, Ariana Huffington, uh, she wrote this book called Thrive, yeah. where she wrote about her wake-up call story as, uh, you know, one day she found herself lying in a pool of blood on the floor of her office unconscious. So this happened to her back in uh, 2007, only two years after she basically launched the Huffington Post. Mm. So at that time, she used to do it all the things on her own, like all working 18 hours per day, run to office interviews, speaking on events, you know. In one of these hectic days that she had, she just collapsed 
you know, she hit her head on her desk, broke her cheekbone, Oops. and then she, she just woke up surrounded by blood, you know. Mm. So the medical test shows that, that she suffered from exhaustion and sleep deprivation. Mm. So she basically called her collapse the best things that ever happened to her. Because this was just like a wake-up call uh, that changed her entire life. You know, mm. it gave her the, the, the inspiration to focus on something that she described it by her own as the third metric of success. And she wrote a book about it, The Tribe, you know, and then after that, she wrote a book about um, the sleep revolution. So now she has basically dedicated her life to mastering the science of sleeping. And, and she has this famous saying that if you are going to truly thrive, we must begin with the sleep, mm. <laughs> you know? So you see, something you can do, something you can't. Mm. I would love to climb Mount Everest. But the question is that, am I capable of doing it? Mm. You see, consistency in most cases require mental and physical endurance mm. to make sure your body and mind are capable of supporting you through that change. Just, just being ambitious and motivated is not necessarily going to guarantee your success. Mm. If that's the case, all athletes will qualify for and they can actually compete at the Olympics, right? Mm. But most people require at least one year of special training to build the necessity foundation of, let's say, climbing the mountain, Mount Everest, you know? And mm -hmm. that can only happen if you are in good shape and you pass like all the medical examinations and all. So what I found very interesting is that often people, uh, people fail to recognize the importance of this part. Mm -hmm. You see, it, 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 it just clashed with their whole plan within a few days after they had set their goals. So they, let's say, for example, your goal is to wake up early in the morning, like 5 a.m., yeah, mm. and you want to do your exercise, you want to do your meditation, or you you just you, you want you know you want to let's say write a book or anything else, you know, mm -hmm. without getting any distraction. So if your routine sleeping time is like one a.m., mm -hmm. well, you might not be able to make it happen, you know, because even no matter how determined you are, mm -hmm. you will never make it happen if you want to wake up that early. So you must first shift your timetable. You must sleep earlier. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, you might end up burning out and, and exhausting your body because you're not getting enough rest. Yeah, I remember a friend of ours um, had a goal to participate in a full marathon. Mm. And after consulting with his trainer, mm. they discovered for, um, that he is able to join the marathon. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I think that's the first step, right? Yeah. And he needed to run on average six hours per week for a minimum of four months and lose um, 15 kg before being able to go for it. Yeah. And in the end, with that determination and consistency, he was, uh, you know, he actually made it through the marathon. He actually managed to join the marathon. Yeah. So what, what, what you need to remember is that no matter how hardworking you are, mm -hmm. you are not a machine. True. You, you can outwork yourself, but at some point, your body and mind should be able to support you through it. Mm. See, paying attention to your general health, which includes like having uh, quality sleep, 
taking care of your food intakes mm. or having regular exercise is essential in assisting you of being consistent. So it has to be very holistic, right? Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So and another, another important piece to be in control if you are in a journey of consistency is is your emotional resilience mm-hmm. to pass through the consistency test. And that is something that, um, again, I can quote another really, really awesome book, Option B by mm-hmm. Sheryl Sandberg. So, uh, I like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheryl Sandberg is, uh, she, you know, she, she wrote this book, Option B, after mm-hmm. she lost her husband, Dave. Yeah. So the, the tragedy taught her the greatest lesson on how to face... Um, adversity by practicing things like gratitude, mm. building resilience, uh, finding joy, which is a practical guideline for every one of us, every one of us. When things do not go our on our, our way and we are emotionally getting drained and uh, you're about to lose your consistency battle, it's often triggered by one of those elements, mental, Mm. emotional, physical, uh, or even spiritual, yeah? So if we can learn to to look into every emotional drain as a post-traumatic growth plan, we can actually go through it persistently. So what are some tips on how, uh, on on building the, emotional resilience mm. yeah so the, the the first one that i i can mention uh from Charles sandberg was uh the something that she spoke about during uh that th- this is something actually if i'm not mistaken we spoke about it even during our previous episode on mm. contentment yeah it's about applying gratitude immediately yeah. so at every given situation things could have always been worse So while you're feeling down, exhausted, worn out, think about how much you have progressed. What impact have you made? So what are the opportunities that you have been given? And what are the things that you can be thankful for it right now? And the moment later, I can guarantee you, you will be feeling emotionally much stronger. Mm -hmm. So what she puts it as the gratitude overtake some of our grief. Yeah. So that, that's the first technique, the gratitude. The second one that um, she mentioned is about the notice the meaning and the impact of your work. Yeah. You see, for many of us, um, family and religion are one of the most important emotional driver. Mm. By just getting involved in something meaningful for the family, for the community, for the country, or even the world, you know, is something that truly can bring us back joy and, uh, you know, the feeling of fulfillment or vitality, you know. So people who believe and reminded themselves that their jobs help others felt less emotionally exhausted at work and less depressed, that this is basically the point that make a lot of emotional boost for them because their work now has a meaning and it has an impact in 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 their life and in the work around us mm, yeah i think that's 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 what keep the frontliners now Correct. being driven to yeah, do their work exactly yes. there are actually studies even in that areas mm. as well these are very recent studies you know that it shows that one of the main reasons that the frontliners are able 
although they are going through a lot of emotional exhaustions, yeah, right? But still, they can actually go through it day by day, wake mm-hmm. up. They don't even see their families because they know their job has a huge impact. impact. Yeah. I mean, who else can help us in this process? Yeah. They're the yeah. only one who can do it, yeah. right? And the last one that I can think of right now is about uh, practicing self-compassion mm. by doing positive daily reflection. So you see, self-compassion is defined as being just kind to ourselves mm. rather than offering criticism and shame. So, you know, self-criticism is one of the biggest problems that our, our society right now is experiencing it. Yeah. You know? So people are always so critical of themselves. And positive daily reflections and writing it down what has gone well today will always keep us reminder, reminded that um, we, we have, in fact, done well today rather than just focusing on what has gone wrong, what is mm. wrong with me, why I can't do this, why I can't do that. So daily reflection are great, but often we are focusing on what has just gone wrong as opposed to how we can actually improve ourselves. Mm. So that means we are going to bed with the feeling of condemnation and guilt every single night rather than feeling fulfilled and accomplished. Yeah, so that reminds me of this quote by Soren Kierkegaard. Mm. He said, life can only be understood backward, but it must be lived forward. Yep, very nice. So basically, physical, mental, and emotional resilience can assist us to grow through our consistency mission. Mm. And the lack of any of these three uh, may cause the other two to collapse eventually. Right, uh, and it's crucial for our listeners to be mindful of that all the time. Uh, so, if you want to formulate the success in consistency, how do you put it? So, to me, the best way to make consistency work for us, mm-hmm. uh, these are the five core elements that need to be in place. Mm. So, the first one is cause. So cause is the motivation and the why to do what means a lot to us, mm. which you can create by finding your purpose. That's where the Ikigai came in. Yeah. The second one is catalyst. That's the major force to push us forward and hold us accountable um, for whole duration till we can achieve our goal by which the best way to do it, as I mentioned earlier, um, it's by going public with our plan. Yep. Make it public. The third one is the clarity. To be very clear on our passion and goals by um, creating our clear path on how to do it mm-hmm. and then track it daily with appropriate triggers. That is where the habit trackers will come in. Yeah. The fourth one is about cleansing. It's about decluttering and getting rid of um, unnecessary stuff around us that waste our energy and will not spark any joy. Mm. And then the last one is capability. So ensuring that we are physically, mentally, emotionally committed and ready to make it happen. That's really, really nice and well packaged. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the formula is very simple, right? It's cost plus catalyst plus clarity, plus cleansing, plus capability equals to consistency. Yeah. 
I correct? So, any last word, Reza? I mean, um, the what we call this, why consistency is one of the cornerstone. Yeah, so this is what Jim Rohn said. Consistency or discipline, it's so important. It's so easy to do and it's so easy not to do. And mm. unfortunately, people often choose not to do. <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Yeah, I mean, like, 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 like you mentioned that you know, um, in order to do anything, if you if you're not happy, you won't succeed. Mm. And if you don't do it consistently and committed to it, you will not succeed to live an in control life. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So thank you, Reza. So folks, there you have it. We know that it is never too late to learn. Um, to start, learn, uh, master anything or redesign your lifestyle, all you need to do is just commit and do it consistently. Keep in mind, it's either one day or day one. The choice is yours because you are in control. We hope this conversation has inspired you to know and learn more with us. Don't forget to tune in to our next podcast. And as always, we love to have you around and thank you for listening.